I love the I love the the stand on the table to create the bar. That's that's a genius. <laughs> that's genius. I, it's funny because I got. It's, I could. I, I applaud you for that. Yeah. So this is the. Uh... You were heading down the highway and you stopped at a stoplight. You saw a drive-through that you thought you'd go get a six-pack of. You drove through the drive-through. Both doors closed behind you, and the bottom fell out. Next thing you know, you're in the sausage hut. That's the name of the podcast. Sausage hut. I have Johnny Kilbasa, and I've got a special guest with me today. Man who's been uh, in the forefront uh, of my life uh, through many phases, and uh, he is the meat master. And I kidnapped him and threw a bag over his head, threw him in the back of the sausage truck, knocked him out. And just a couple minutes ago, I woke him back up and uh, told him where he was, and he doesn't seem to have a problem with it. So uh, there you go. Hi, Meat Master. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> Good. Thanks for coming. Um, this is I, 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 this is your first podcast, right? You don't up until about five minutes ago, you had no idea what a podcast was. Absolutely. Or what the sausage hut was. Uh, I'm learning as we go. I like it. That's good. I like it. You got a microphone in your hand. Yeah. You You've know. got pink headphones on like <laughs> everybody else has to. Yeah, I'm just adjusting. I'm, I'm learning how to play this microphone thing so I can hear myself. Yeah. That's pretty good. Neat, the closer to your neat. mouth, the better. The better. The more chance you'll, you'll hear yourself. Yeah, usually that that's the case. <laughs> Are you comfortable over there, man? This is, I, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever leave the sausage hut. Good. This is pretty good so far. <laughs> <laughs> You'll wake up and man, it's here. Yeah, the uh, that reclines too. There's a little. Oh, um, we could be in trouble. Yeah, I don't. If you've, if there's a little uh, parachute cord on your other side here, if you want. If uh, you, well, that's a, that's probably for another day. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just stay awake. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so pretty cool. That's good. I'm glad you're here. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. This, this is pretty neat. This is pretty neat. So, so this is a podcast, huh? Right. It's a recording, yeah. okay. a digital recording that is put on the internet for anybody in the world to listen to at their leisure. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yeah. And, you know, more, more people, they said podcast listening has gone up like, there's like, I don't know, 56 million downloads of podcasts this year. Well, alone we, we might have to add one more if, after this thing we'll have to figure out how i can listen to this thing we will we will <laughs> i'll uh yeah I'll, I'll get a cassette tape out and stick it up next to a speaker and hit record so you can play it <laughs> but that's what we used to do i know that's what we used to do <laughs> oh god my first um my first tape recorder that i ever got i had to i'd stick a Stick it up to the you know the Magnavox floor set that had the one speaker. Oh yeah, stick yeah. my re tape recorder in front of that and tape a uh, twenty three music magazine video <laughs> in the early eighties. <laughs> oh man, I'll take you one step back. All I, right, I, if you want to go there, uh, think of a turntable. Do you remember what a turntable yeah, was? Yeah, all right. So it had it had speeds. You know, thirty three, seventy eight. So this one guy had one at a variable one, and he he put a uh, model of a car on it and it spun and he and he put a video reel to reel when it first came out uh -huh. and he put a television or a commercial together selling cars huh. now that's ingenuity with all this technology yeah yeah it was kind of cool if it wasn't for that stuff this stuff wouldn't be so easy he had he had there to like, splice tape and tape it together and if you wanted to crossfade it you had to 
cut it diagonally or something oh, like that? Oh, you could. I mean, this was this was the show in your neighborhood, you know, to try to figure it out. It was nowhere. There was no computers or any of this shit. Nobody, nobody knew anything was no. coming this way. You did it for the fun of it. I brought you in here because, first off, because you're, you're one of my favorite people and you're a funny dude and you've seen it all a hundred thousand times and you're into large pieces of meat which is what i've always been into large pieces of meat and you've you uh mastered the art of cooking large quantities of meat on very hot coals in a very very you know variable environments under all kinds of pressure all (laughs) kinds of heat um with uh all kinds of completely uh incompetent help surrounding you <laughs> but somehow you managed to build an empire off of uh applying heat to meat and uh it seems like to me and i'll let you talk here in a second i'm no, sorry go right ahead but I, you know i want to know like the, somewhere along the line you figured the secret out whether it was manipulating your audience or building the clientele base or knowing that sugar's your best friend when it comes to meat or keeping the mystery of a mysterious barbecue sauce going. Well, somewhere along the line, you figured it out, and you pretty much was able to finance your own um, cushy-ass retirement off of it, I would say. <laughs> Is that true? Am I on base hey, there anywhere? Well, let, let me tell you this. The, uh, the road has been a, a pleasure, fun, uh, and yeah, yeah, the ending was pretty cool. And you know what I always never knew that part though. Yeah, (laughs) you did it because you liked it. Yeah, and I always thought that you know I I, and I was probably un miss, I was probably under the wrong impression that I. But I always thought that you had shit figured out every step of the way. (laughs) And maybe in retrospect, that that might not have always been the case. But whenever I worked for you, whenever we were on a job, I thought, well, you you know exactly how this is supposed to be. But unfortunately, it would. something would go wrong and you'd have to cut, you know, heel promos of the century on people. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's always two aspects, aspects of it. Yeah. Uh, one is, is the product. Uh, you know, you, you gotta love what you do and what you turn it out and you gotta make it taste good. Like when somebody along my journey says they make love to their chicken because you gotta take, you gotta be pride with your, with your grilling. Right. And then the other part is make sure that people you're serving get it in a timely fashion. And that doesn't always work. No. And I don't know if it ever worked. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, God. We had some some hellacious times. Yeah. And, well, if, I, and if it was called, you know, if you called it making love to the chicken, I'd say what you did was more like sticking a ball gag in its mouth and grabbing its hair and railing it over the edge of the couch oh, or something like that. I'll tell you like what. That. I'll tell you what. There's, there was... <laughs> Yeah, there was a few times of those babies. Oh god, I didn't see any sweet love making going on, but oh, it, it made some great god. damn chicken. No, but when you when you had that chicken breast, man, you had to you had to fondle it. You just couldn't just throw it away. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, there was yeah. Oh man, there was a couple of times. I, I'm trying to think of when when you and I got together. There was a few pig roasts we did that yeah, that, and and barbecues where you were cooking like for three or four hundred people. Oh yeah. 
you know. And oh. you like so you just to uh, tell oh, let everybody man. know. I mean, you made you 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 grilled on site and you did chicken and steak and yeah. ribs and pig roasts and meat yeah. uh, big meat sticks and whatever else oh, clam yeah. clam bakes and everything else that everybody wanted to do. That's how it started with clam bakes, but that's how it started with yeah. you. So did you just yeah. get a big pot? And just throw a bunch of clams in it. And- no, I tell you what, you you want to know how we started? This yeah. is this is this ain't too bad of a story. It's probably boring, but no, to no. me it's to me it's funny. You don't need to think about being. We boring, were we were we were uh, uh, a friend of mine was a salesman for a seafood company. He was uh, a salesman, and a guy comes in from a a big company, and he says, "Hey, he says I'm a liaison from Milwaukee here. I says I'm putting a clam bake on for 50 people Sunday. I have no idea. You know anybody could help me." And the proprietor of the bar says, no, but that guy down there might, he sells this stuff. Well, make a long story short, he had the, he borrowed steamers, he got me to cook the chicken, uh, and he got another guy to kind of organize. And the three of us started. And we called our, uh, we pulled this off, and I didn't know, I had a, no clue, we didn't have grill. Oh, we, we had charcoal, lump charcoal, that's what we do from the beginning, always lump charcoal. Which is what? What is that? That means it's wood, right? Or- yeah, yeah, it's natural. It's not like the briquettes or whatever you buy. Mm-hmm. You know the Kingsford stuff. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning this stuff. No, that's okay. <laughs> I don't think Kingsford's gonna um, come knocking, beating down the door of the sausage on anytime soon. I hope not. But anyway, uh, yeah, we we went to a, a campground. We didn't even have a grill. We had we had tongs. Everything was borrowed. And we we met at the end of it. Said we had a ball, had a few beers, uh, pulled it off. Everybody loved it, and uh, we split. And this would have been, I don't know, mid eighties, forty seven dollars between the three of us. Nice. <laughs> and we said, hell, but we had a great time. He says I think we could make some money on this. This might be fun. And so instead of taking the money, we put it together and we started buying equipment. And from then on, uh, the first first year we did six dinners all on borrowed equipment and then uh i was the grill master of course you know and uh so uh i had so much fun doing the clam bakes and clam bakes were only in the season september october you know that was it and so uh during the season i said hey i could do this during the summer and that's how the grilling started because i was i started doing chicken and we did more barbecue chicken than I'd like to talk about. <laughs> and, I know. Uh, yeah, you. I mean, were, I could imagine what I did times five thousand. You were there. It would equal what all the chicken yeah. that you. But what I used to do, how it first started, would I do? I'd come to a party with a grill out of a back of a pickup truck with a grill, bag of charcoal, uh, forty pounds of chicken, and uh, I'd start cooking. Do set set it up. You setting your whole kitchen up every time. You set it up. You cook it. You tear it down. You move it on. Yeah. And it was always on site and it was kind of cool for people because, you know, this was way before the food trucks. This was back in the 80s. Yeah. And I was bringing the food, hot food, right from my grill to their table. Yeah. And uh, you had it it worked, man. Yeah. Oh, you did. And you had this little S10. (laughs) And you had, it's funny, you had, you had it figured out to where every cubic centimeter of the back of that S10 was perfectly, it was like a man. Packed packed perfectly like you couldn't fit anything it was you couldn't fit air in the back of that thing and if you put something in the wrong spot you got chewed out because you're damn right it didn't work you can't put that there no the propane's got to go there why don't you know that the propane should go there 
because it had the, the stand had to be turned upside down <laughs> and the propane tank gone in because you had to, man. It's, that's it, what it was. I remember one that's time back was. then, you we had, of course, we of course you didn't. <laughs> we ran out of pro. We didn't have one of the propane oh, tanks God. was empty, yeah. so we had to stop. We had to stop and get one, and so you know, run in there, and I think we were in two different trucks, and yeah, you had your time, truck, yeah. and you came, so you got there, and we we're late, of course, of course. So you went flying out. You went flying out of this place, out of the parking lot in the corner, around the corner and down the road, and one of the propane tanks just went boing, <laughs> boing, boing, yeah. and I was ducking and I was watching you because I wasn't with you, but I was like watching you as you drove away, and I was just waiting for a nuclear bomb to go off when that propane tank oh, exploded. Man. Luckily, those things are, they've got those things uh, engineered well, but the S10 was, yeah, that was a proto food truck. And somehow, yeah. so how did you go from, you know, you went from zero to a clam bake to figure showing up with 40 pounds of chicken? Yeah, so so we started doing, like, graduation parties and stuff in the backyard, and 40 pounds of chicken would, would just be the meat. And that's all I did was I, I did the meat in the beginning because that's all I, I was by myself, you know? So yeah. Like like what you're talking about. Because the other two dudes you were with, they ended up getting <laughs> well, they arrested had, or going to jail or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there was a... There were, <laughs> Oh man, I tell you, yeah, uh, yeah, I could. Yeah, I think I should write a book. See, I always gonna was maybe I do one of these and, t- and talk about. Oh, the, you should. The, well, hey, that's what yeah. we're doing right now. Man, I tell you, there's there's some <laughs> there are some stories. Yeah, I was gonna write a book. It was called The Wayward Grill because it was always a picnic. Yeah, yeah, from the partners I had, JML. Yep. You know the captain. The, the captain. Cap- I oh, the, the captain. captain! You remember the captain? Yeah, he was around. Yeah, yeah. Him and a bottle of Strohs. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, that's the JML and I and uh, another guy, uh, uh, Speedy. He, uh, the three of us were the clam busters, and we we stayed for six years. Uh-huh. You know, and then Speedy he got a, a real good job at some manufacturing place, and. Uh, and then it was just the captain or JML and me, and that's when the captain joined us. Okay. And then uh, JML he went went by, by the way, uh, uh, probably the I don't know if it was the Crown Royal bottle or might have might have been. Uh, oh, he was a, a bourbon drinker. That's what his problem oh, was. Oh yeah. Yeah, we used to. That's that was always the the saying back then was what gets done first, the cooks or the meat. Right. It was, man. It was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, somewhere along the line, early, and I, I suppose you, I think the the chicken leg quarter became your go-to. That was it. Cut, and I'm guessing uh, that I mean I I I'm I don't know. I mean it's because it's nice and greasy, and it's you can you make it perfectly, but. I also suppose that that's also about the cheapest cut of chicken. They're always dirt cheap, right? <laughs> You're damn right, yeah. man. Yeah. Damn right. You could, hell, at that time, they were 19 cents a pound wow. or something. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was. And what it used to do, with the people might want to know what the propane was. We parboiled the chicken before we put it on the uh, grill. Yeah. That's what we used to do to keep it moist. Now, did juicy. you, did, how did you come to, you, I'm assuming you didn't do that the first time that you, did a barbecue? Oh, yeah. Or did you figure that out beforehand? No, because that's what we used to do when we started with the clam bakes. The, oh. we'd, we'd parboil the chicken to get the, the clam, uh, uh, get the chicken flavor for the clams, mm-hmm. for the broth, and then pull it out on a grill. And then 
it stayed it was accident and at the time we used to do barbecue sauce because that's all we knew how to make you know and then uh what started then the lemon herb you could have we could have one about the recipes too yeah well <laughs> you, you know, know i don't want you to give away your secrets oh but yeah. i know that you're not allowed that's in the in the business yeah you and that's another that. thing you was, can't do that that's you like, always had the super the secret barbecue sauce, the sauce too. man that's it's all about this anybody can cook chicken right but you can't make my sauce <laughs> And that and was the that was the sauce. I'm man. telling you what, there's there's so many people come by, and I and I almost tell them sometimes exactly saying I give them the recipe. I said, but you ain't gonna make it like I do. Yeah. And he goes, how can you do that? I says, because there's always a secret. I ain't gonna tell you everything. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. That's what it's separated fun. you from other people, because other people figured it out, and then you know I'm you were way ahead of the game as far as that point around the area. So you you built. I mean, you built. You made people fall in love with that chicken basically because it was a cooked perfectly, and b um, you know your your personality, and then c that barbecue sauce. It's all about glazing that barbecue sauce, right? Oh, that's and right. Just, you got to build it. You got to build the flavors. Yeah, you got to build the flavors. I see these chumps sometimes with a they, these guys think they can grill chicken, and I go, you know, I've I've been spoiled on grilled chicken ever since uh, you know since I was a kid because. Most people don't, they can't, you can't make the grilled chicken the way you do on your barbecue or you're going to no. trash it. No. You're, you're going to have to spread, you have to replace it after one because it's so saucy and so hot and so greasy. It's just uh, going to ruin everything. Yeah. Well, you know what? That We had a, at one time, uh, we were so messy on the grill, you know, because you're slopping sauce and, oh, yeah. and, and you know, grease is everywhere. We had a, we left. We had to come back and with a power washer and clean where we had been because it was you know, and you're you were there. You slapped the sauce. You try to either you know hit the chicken, not somebody else. You splatter it. You know. Oh yeah. Oh. I've never been so dirty. That was fun. Oh yeah. That was fun. Well, it was fun. Yeah. And you got it to the point where you, and once you got it to where you delegated all the hard work, it was a lot of fun for you. Yeah, but <laughs> but but I, I you, like you know you gotta you gotta work like a dog. You gotta work like a dog. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? I remember that one. You <laughs> you at the time had uh, uh, the jeep. Yeah, the mail jeep. The jeep, <laughs> and we went to uh, uh, two hundred and fifty halves. So we did five hundred pieces of chicken, uh -huh. barbecue chicken. Yep. And uh, you talk about being on time, you know, you just, you bust your ass, man. Yep. You just bust your ass. And then, it, you know, you, you had enough grill space, but uh, yeah, there was only two of us. And I realized, man, I, if I got a third person, I didn't have to do as much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, well, you had to, I'm sure it took you a while to figure that out because that cuts, that's money right out of your pocket. That's the thing about being a business owner and, and, and you know, if you work for a, a company and you want to get a raise, it's just, okay, you're just getting a little more money out of the company. But when you're a business owner and you're trying to bring people on, it's it's money that could be in your pocket right. that you're giving to somebody else in exchange for their labor, obviously. But I'm yeah. sure that, I mean, your money, that money doesn't come out of your hand easily at all. So I'm sure it was hard for you to I'm actually admit. That. I'm old school. <laughs> but let's get back to the chicken and yeah, like the the, the real chicken, the, the meat of it and that was it the chicken made it that's how it started and how did you get the the process now because you had it i mean by the time i i got in with you it was a sign it was you know okay here yeah. we go you're putting 
uh, like with that 300 top, we did three, four grill top grills full at once. And, you know, you, okay, put them like sometimes you'd say, okay, put them face, put them skin side down. Oh, okay, this time put them skin side up. No, I'm like, no, what calculus no, is he a, doing? There's a process. There's always a process. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's a process. What made you decide between going skin side up or skin side experimental, down? Experimental. Experimental. You know, cause I, you, you, you eat with your eyes. You, you, you smell it. You, you see it and then you taste it and if you can hit the first two the third one is bonga is that why you're so emphatic about being because you probably didn't have to really go to all these sites but being on site was probably a big part of selling the whole business it wasn't was it? oh yeah 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 and you had fun just, with them yeah you had fun with them i mean i tell you what i couldn't believe it i i truly couldn't believe it it they were paying me to come to a party, you know? Yeah. And, and because every time I got there, I said, in fact, I should, uh, later on, I started telling us as well, what kind of party is it? Because I wanted to make sure I had my, <laughs> my, right yeah, my favors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this, you know right. what I mean? You, you need one? Yeah. By the way, I could use one. Economics class, or right? Like exactly. That. When I started that, it was you had the second. Think about that. When I started in the seventies, I was doing this uh-huh. with that equipment, and you got to the eighties. I think you had cassettes, didn't you? Um, yeah. With the camera. I mean, there was a, it was a bigger. Cassette. You're talking, yeah. And it was a school VHS. Yeah. It recorded two VHS. There was none of those uh, remote cameras. You, they had to make a commercial using the school's camera. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. When you got it in the 80s. It was yeah. a bag and a camera thing. Right. Yeah. And now, and at the end, then there were these freaking things. You know, yeah, your phone can do HD. Better than we could have done back then. Oh, yeah. But in the 70s, put a, a Mustang. A, uh, I couldn't think of what it was. Like a model. Like a H2O car. A little one. Oh, yeah. On a turntable and had it spinning. And this car, the, they zeroed in and he did the voiceover. <laughs> and then we showed it. Like I did with your kit, you know, yeah. with yours in this class. Uh-huh. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> and it was in the 70s. <laughs> if I would have figured this out, yeah. I could have been like Iron Mike or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, I'm the meat master. <laughs> hey, there's no shame in that, man. Hey, I'm having fun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are we back? All right, yeah. We can hear yourself. We can hear you. I got it. Yep. Just got to get the right can. Yeah. So the you know, and I've loved I've loved chicken thighs ever since. And I think if if anybody learns how to, you you can buy chicken chicken leg quarters for nothing, and then uh, just uh, if you know how to cut the meat off of them. You know, you've got a really good piece of meat there. Oh. If you can bone them, and you've spent no money on it, oh. whereas you you spent you buy a boneless, skinless uh, chicken thighs, you 
you know, you're spending a lot of money. But still, the that meat on the grill, and I, I gotta, I just want to be able to communicate this. Let's just, I uh, just, just to paint a picture. What is it? You, you, you ran the operation for many years out of the back of a. Um, a meat market, another great move. You got oh, in with the, the meat, the meat guy, and I'm sure that that saved you millions of dollars over the years because you cut yeah. some kind of sweetheart deal. I don't even want to know what you had to do with that guy to get, uh, <laughs> to get that guy. Hey. But you, you had a good. Hey. That was another a genius a genius move. Number one was building the business from nothing and making a party out of it. Two was the knowing how to kick ass on on the food. Three, nailing down your sourcing, where you got a sweetheart deal on it. Oh man, yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, you you, you talk about going to the beginning of the food chain. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's, pigs that's on exactly, hooks. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and chickens. Everything. No, no, no chickens. He didn't do the chickens, oh. but he did. He did. The, he did the, the hogs and the beef. Huh. Yeah, big hooks. Yeah, meat, yeah, meat market. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know a guy named the Meat Market Mauler. He was one of those wrestlers. He was my son. Nice, <laughs> Meat Market Mauler. He was, and he was a, he was a, he wanted to be a professional wrestler. He did this local circuit, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's where it is. And then deer during the, the deer huh. hunting season, yeah, yeah, you go straight to the to the beginning of the food chain. That and it's, so ribs, ribs were another one of your specialties. Oh, yeah. And I've seen, you know, there I've seen other people. Say, yeah. hey, we do ribs, and they're just they're pretenders, and they're nowhere near. It's good, and that's so that's a whole other thing. Now, where did, did you when you started? Did you know that you had to you pre you 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 parboiled those right or parboiled? Oh, no. Yeah, you, know, you or roast roasted them. them. Yeah, you roast them. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a process. You know these there and there's some there's as you know and these rib rib places where they they do the circuit and uh, yeah you see them all over you know those guys do a tremendous job but they do so much volume i don't know how they do that and they do the 16 hour smoke job where you don't have yeah i never had 16 hours to smoke anything no no so you know they do it they do a, a, a totally different thing than i could do because i was i was doing you know serving two three hundred maybe 50 people 70 people 200 people uh but it was a process. Yeah, you roast them, and then a guy in the beginning here again, you know, it was all trial and error, and, and picking up everything I could from everybody that was doing it. And and uh, this is pre-food network. This is pre-internet. Oh, man, this, this is, is pre, 70s. you know, where everybody can just YouTube whatever. No, you got to figure this, this stuff out on your own. Absolutely, man. You know what it was? It was that's why the secret sauce, man. Nobody wanted to share that. You'd share a lot of processes. You know, and the little tricks, you know, depending on how good you got, you know, how many beers you had together and that yeah. kind of stuff. How many times you've seen each other, how many times you scratched my back or I was out of, hey, man, you know, I have my, my spatula broke. You got one? Yeah, I got one, man. You got a beer mop? Yeah, I got one of those. You can have that. But uh, that's when it was fun, man. That's what I'm saying. It was back in the day. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, this, I'll tell you what, the, the, I, I picked up uh, from the very beginning, uh, uh, we dry roasted them, uh, you know, uh, I called it a wet roast because I used to put a little bit of water in there. And then, then a guy told me, he says, just put a little bit of vinegar in it. And I says, vinegar. He says, yeah. He says, watch what the vinegar will do, man. It makes the meat tender. Now you see it on the food channel. Everybody's telling you, yeah, because it 
breaks down the fibers. Hell, we didn't know that. You know, <laughs> you just, yeah, man, it works. You mean and, you mean uh, put a little bowl of water with vinegar in it little, inside? Yeah, the just oven? a little bit of vinegar. Yeah, and the huh. other guy, other guy had a technique. He used to spray, spray keep his meat moist. You got to keep your meat moist. Right. You could not let your meat get dry. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he would spray it with a little bit of little bit of wine, a little special sauce, he said, you know. And I got it out of him once. He says, yeah, he says, I put a little teaspoon of vinegar in that. He says, huh. it's water and a little bit of vinegar. And, uh, yeah, so everybody's got a good, different taste, and uh, that's what makes it fun. It makes it fun. But when you can bring it right to the people, and people don't, you know, not like a rib rib show and stuff, but where you're cooking in their backyard. Yeah. Mm, over charcoal right and as soon as they mm. they see it because then when when and when you're catering on site all of a sudden you're you have a real party you know it's oh. not just get together it's like oh no. you guys got you got a guy coming and cooking stuff and once that smoke uh, starts flying, we got the smoke man out you yeah know, you see the smoke once you see the smoke you know something's going yeah right. and then at the air of anticipation yeah. comes and then people just that's what made that's what made pig roast so fun Except they, everybody would miss the party. The party was getting to the food, you know. Yeah, you know, a few people would come by. You know, it's eight, six hours, eight hours, ten hours cooking the pig. Of course, you learn a lot too. You, in the beginning, we used to do whole pigs, and and that's still pretty good. But you went, you know, you the business mind. You got to pay attention, right? And people would come, oh, you know, girls would look at it and, and see that head sick in there and that ride going up the butt and coming out the mouth and they, oh, they ain't gonna eat that. It's okay when it's on the plate and it doesn't look like that, <laughs> but but everybody likes to see that meat meat turning that color, yeah, you know, yeah. and spinning. And so what we decided to do to keep everybody happy and, st- and more economical for me, we just started doing fresh hams, uh, which is the best part except for the tenderloin. And uh, big, big hunks of uh, uh, ham on the spit, mm-hmm. and it still looks good. Gets that nice bronze color. Yeah, you know when you're cooking over the over the wood, and then it also gives you the flexibility of throwing a couple top rounds on there, and you could have a pork and beef roast. <laughs> Boom, got another thing on the menu. It was that one good too, but they would all they'd, they'd have these pig roasts, and it, and and over the time you you pay attention to what people do. They say, yeah, I'm going to have a pig roast. I say, okay, well, what time is the party? Oh, the party's from 4 to 6. I said, well, what time do you want to eat? Well, we'll eat at 4. I said, well, you sure? I said, yeah. I said, well, then why are you doing a pig roast? I said, because I'm going to pull that pig off at 3 o'clock to eat at 4. Mm-hmm. So I says, instead of doing that, I says, because I'm sitting there, I'm having a fun time cooking this pig, but there ain't nobody at, the, at his party. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. <laughs> you know, then we paid attention. I says, why don't you say the party starts at 2? And, and we'll eat at the end or in the middle so they could see the pig spinning and then they could see me carving it. Yeah. Become part of the show. Yeah. You know, and then uh, that's how it was. That's, that, that's what made the business, you know, because you could cook, and, but you got you to gotta have show time too. Yeah. You know? and, and that's what also sold you. I mean, how many new gigs when you were building things up, how many new gigs hmm. did you get from people showing up at these parties and enjoying the hell out of it and going, I need you to come do this for me sometime? That's how it started. I never advertised. It was always word of mouth, best time, best form. Yeah. And so you'd, you'd be at a party and they'd say, and of course, the price was affordable. I mean, back then it was you know 20 bucks and all the beer i could drink yeah <laughs> you know and uh uh you, you build it but once you're there and everybody says yeah that's pretty good and i didn't have to do this work and he came and this is the food and it's right there and i'm paying attention to it 
that it worked. <laughs> and and uh, it's amazing. In fact, now it, it gets to the point where it's like second generation. You know, it's like you did my father's, uh-huh. you know, yeah. uh, the party. And now you're doing the, the, his kids' graduation party. So mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. That's yeah. really cool. That's what 30 years will get you. <laughs> yeah, and it also being a great dude that everybody knows. Uh, you know, that's probably, that probably helps, too. We have fun. If yeah, you have fun, fun, you got to have fun, though. Right. Well, okay. Well, so you, I have fun. Yeah. Sometimes the employees now, don't have so much uh, fun. Now, now, every I have to admit that it wasn't you weren't always having fun because no, um, no I was like I part was. of the uh, part of the mystique of this whole thing was also, you know, you were known to, uh, I mean, completely fly off oh, the handle man if something didn't go right and i've been on the, i was uh, on the receiving end of i like to call them heel promos you know like heel wrestlers cut promos when you know talking crap about somebody but uh yeah. i mean i for did you i mean you would go into a rage wow. of screaming a full-out conniption fit like I've never seen anybody go into. I could wail it, couldn't on, I? On the, yes, you could. Yeah. Like nobody else. Now, when when you did that kind of yeah. thing, I want to assume that you might. Do you, do you just see red, or did you know what you were doing the whole time and kind of uh, kind of enjoy? It? Because I think I've always thought that there is an art to being an asshole, and it's more than just. I mean, if it's more than it's different than being an, a jerk, you know. Being an asshole is There's like, a difference, you, man. Yeah, There's a you, difference. You have a respect for someone who knows yeah. how to be an asshole as opposed to a jerk is just a jerk. Yeah. You know no, what I'm saying? No. Now, like, you were an asshole. I mean, I'm, you were the highest grade, and I say I, that with I, the I, utmost respect. I crossed the line a few times. You I mean, knew how got to know his limitations. Right. <laughs> you knew how to lambaste a kid. Like, I mean, oh. I now, uh, you were my freshman football coach. You were my high school teacher. Then I worked for you after college, and I worked for you many years after that. And oh, yeah, when you came back. You. When you came back. Yeah. 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 So uh, you know, and I've seen I've 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 seen you go off, and it there's really an art to it. So what I, do you think? I mean, it's a it's it's not just anger; it's knowing how to uh, uh, make flowery language as you ride the wave of rage. <laughs> Some of that, man. That was I don't know. I, there's been many times I come back and say, "Damn, where did I pull that one out of?" <laughs> That one's pretty good. I'm about to put that one in the in the file. Yeah, and these poor people on the receiving and and like now did that ever caught did uh, that did going in right now was that part of the show too? Oh, did sometimes the people yeah, they wanted to hear you uh, yeah. go off on somebody. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it's uh, <laughs> it it I would I would like to say that that you know some of these creative people probably do this planned. Uh, that where they reinvent themselves and, and me it just was an accident sometimes ah <laughs> uh, man yeah so, sometimes it's it, it's for effect yeah uh-huh. absolutely uh you're but teaching a lesson yeah, while you're spanking you know, them yeah you know your... but 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 also then then looking at them and giving them a wink you know or <laughs> you know what i mean uh and that was part of part of it i think when when i look back on it because there's some there's sometimes i i'm not very proud of what i i did but then there's other times where where I, I it was like on a show. I saw people liked it, and I said, "Well, hell, I'm gonna continue it. I'm getting a, I'm getting a good jolly out of this one, and we're getting the the, the purpose of it is being accomplished. I mean, the work is getting done, or the the lessons being learned. Uh, 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. When well, what would set you off? Like, what were some of the things that? Uh, oh, I mean, I know, I know, pretty much anything would. But if if something wasn't where it was supposed to be, oh, sometimes it's, you have it's your just list, of, list. What were your list of pet peeves? Oh. Pet peeves, huh? Pet peeves. I tell you what, there was there was times with thinking uh, and and paying attention, stupid stuff, I guess. Hmm, I'm gonna have to. Oh, th- I know. I mean, yeah. Oh man, you're lining me up. <laughs> Just in case. Uh, you know, I, I I would almost say it's it it goes back to just incidents that built up you know in in the catering business as it got bigger you know it used to be as you go through a philosophy and 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 talk about business plans and stuff yeah where it which i never had is always by the sheet of my (laughs) my pants yeah you know i mean because it evolves it evolves you know i never knew what i was doing you know, I was hell. I wasn't trained to be a chef. You know, how like far did you now. get into it before you realized that you had to concentrate on making money, or were you always money conscious? I think or there you- was always money conscious, uh, but I did it because I I, I had fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, this and it got paid for it. That's why I, I said I, I don't know. I don't know why I am the guy that got this golden goose set up, but I have worked. I don't think I've ever worked. Cause I've always had fun doing whatever I was making the bills. Mm-hmm. So I never called it work. Gotcha. You know? And, and so, uh, I never looked at it that way, but I wouldn't do it for nothing, you right. know, but cause you had to make a few bucks, at least pay the expenses. And that's what this was. This was extra cash. I always said this was my beer money. Right. You know? And, uh, we had to get bigger cause my thirst got better. <laughs> <know>? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I got craft beers to worry about, but, uh, <laughs> No, true. I mean, you know, so so you you did it, but you had fun, and then you saw, hey, the opportunity was here, and that's when I started adding people to to work, you know. And then mm-hmm. I said, hey, this could be fun. And and the mistake I made was probably not 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 uh, uh, given, but it was always part time for everybody that I ever comes through, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was always beer money to them too, I guess. And that's that's really what hurt as I got older was I couldn't couldn't you know you're asking about would get frustrated mm-hmm. after a while it was I wanted to do it but I couldn't do it and I told uh, them how to do it and I know they could but they couldn't do it so uh, then you blow up but we always had a beer afterwards right we always calmed down and I think that's the difference between the asshole and the jerk that's true you know is that hey this ain't personal this ain't no, this is just explosion because if it didn't do that God I'd probably have a heart attack you know. Yeah. So, no, so I'm surprised you didn't, but you must say, oh, there was some times, man. Yeah, there was some times. Yeah, there were some times. I, uh, I, I remember Ooh, one in particular, and I, I don't know if I've told you this t- before. Um, I was, I was fresh out of, I was, I graduated from college a couple months prior, just moved back home with my parents, uh, had no, no idea at all what the hell I was going to do next. I had a stupid major, had no marketable skills, had no money, no no job. I'm stuck here. You know, I'm going, what the heck am I going to do? You know, I called you up because I'd worked with you through college, and it, it had been a year or two, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, uh, well, let's see. Well, 
Um, the first thing I did was I went I went to the local bar and uh, asked if I it's like hey I, I worked in a pizza place for a few years do you think I could try cooking yeah sure well so I go to this place and um, I start training in the kitchen and I, I go there on an evening it was really slow and the dude was kind of showing me around the next morning I go and this witch of a woman uh, was like the the first lunch rush came and I didn't know what the hell I was doing and she's trying to tell me okay drop some fries you know whatever. And I just decided right off the bat that she didn't like me and called the owner. And the owner came in and he's kind of looking around, who was kind of a friend. who's was my friend now, but, you know, I was friendly with them. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just kind of he, he was he started helping out. And I kind of just started washing dishes. And after the lunch rush was over, he's like, you know, we both it was a mutual decision. He's like, yeah, the same. This ain't good. This ain't working. This ain't working. Yeah. So no, luckily, we'll figure this out after a day. Yeah. Well, uh, um, two days after this happened. You called me up and said, "Hey, you, I got, I need you to do a, uh, you want to do a steak fry with me?" Um, it was the one in, it was the that fireman's thing, I think it was, whatever. In, oh yeah, in, yeah, um, yeah. So I show up. It's outside of a barn or something. Yep. Everybody's in there steak yep. fry. You'd, um, so I show up at this place. Hey, Cooley, man, good to see you. And um, you had a couple, couple good-looking girls. Yeah, that would yeah. wait the tables. So we you go wait we go wait tables. Uh, yeah. These girls come back. Everybody puts a ticket. They've got a ticket that they write the temperature down on of their steak. Oh yeah, they, you got to give they, it a rare medium. They bring well, them yeah. out here. They bring back all these tickets. Okay, the steaks on now. One thing where you, you, you. I know yeah. you. I know you remember the good times, oh, but yeah. when there were steaks on the fire, it was a very very tense situation and you absolutely you were a you were a pressure cooker bubbling uh and, and the the slightest little thing and you're going off because you can't fuck up steaks and i don't know what it is i want to talk about this too but what what is it what is it about steaks that turn people into tyrants you know it's like anything else eh, whatever but if a steak's not cooked exactly the way somebody wants it they, it's like ruins their whole day. It's like if I order a pizza, <laughs> it's a big thing, yeah, yeah. If I order yeah, a pizza that's yeah. a little too cooked, or if the cheese is a little brown, it's not ruining my day. Right. If somebody orders right. a medium well and it's medium rare, or oh, something, fuck, that ruined the yeah. whole thing. Oh, take it back! Yeah. I can't have this. Yeah. So I think yeah. that. So anyway, these girls <laughs> come in. I mean, there's probably 50 people in this fundraiser. These girls start coming back with all these tickets. You've got you had steak on the grill. Everything seemed to be going good. Then it comes time to pull these steaks off and they can't find they don't temps. know they never put them together by no, table they had so i have all, all these tickets and i don't and yeah. i i didn't know i had no idea that they were supposed to be separated by table right i had a big right. pile of tickets right. and you realized after all these steaks are coming off the grill you're like that would well, send which me off. table off? And it was, I mean, it was Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> it was probably one of your great. It was my. That wasn't probably, a bad one. I remember that. That that was. I mean, that I, was, it was. That yeah. was Oscar winning performance. So you, I mean, it was. I mean, honestly, it was ten minutes, Ooh. and we were right outside of the back, back door, and everybody in there and could, they hear, could hear me. And you and I, <laughs> these girls are like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm holding fifty tickets, and we don't know where the hell they're. They don't know where they're going. Yeah. All I know is I've got this many medium rare, this many mediums, and I uh, might as well have burned your house to the ground. Yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. So the 
the setting up the story is I was sensitive at this time. I just graduated from college. I just lost a job the first day. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing in life right now. And but it's not I'm going well some here either. With my old buddy, and all of a sudden you just ripped into oh, me. Yeah. I mean, it was it was yeah, intense yeah. and it was sustained rage. And I mean, yeah. I looking back, I was like, yes, this is this is how you. This is how you go off on somebody. <laughs> how in the hell am I supposed oh, yeah. to know where these states are going if you don't have them separated by their table number? Uh, yeah, like you're supposed to know that. Yeah. And it, <laughs> Didn't they teach you anything in right. college? <laughs> Here I am. I, I'm just trying to get food on a plate and get these girls oh, going back in there with God. dinners. And man, oh man, did you go off on? Yeah, you. I did. Didn't it I? was a great. It was. A, it was just like one of those. And in, at another time, it probably wouldn't have hurt so much. But at that time, it was like I, I'm, I'm, I'm worthless. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. You here. know, that's I can't I, do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? You got over it later. Everybody yeah. got their stakes. Everybody's happy. You know. Yeah. And that's that. And I guess that's what happens. You know, most of the time, at least through through my career, it's been that way where the the, the end is at least tolerable at worst, <laughs> you know, and at best it worked. Uh, sometimes we didn't get get there quite uh, as smooth as we thought we would. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And but, you know what? It thickened yeah. you thickened the skin of people oh. that you know you taught, and one of the best lessons in life that anybody can learn is you got to let you, people are going to go off on you yep and you just got to take it and weather the storm and carry on and don't dwell on it you know because you never that's the one thing about i think what made you so good at being an asshole (laughs) is the fact that it wasn't permanent no it never was it was over at the end you'd be pissed off for five minutes and then yeah. Then you get pissed off again for people taking it so hard. Like, no, I, I was mad ten minutes yeah. ago. I'm not mad anymore. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. So quit being. I'm not mad anymore. But I'm gonna be mad for you thinking I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.